Welcome to KC Corner, episode 34, and we're really tired this morning. <laughs> we are really tired this morning, and it's the Tampa Bay Lightning's fault. They All of their it, fault, yeah. They really, they went into double overtime. They could have gone and won and then gone to the Stanley Cup Finals, but no, they had to lose in overtime. And keep us up past midnight. Yeah, it was just <laughs> not, not thoughtful. They didn't think about KC Corner. <laughs> but we're still here making content for you guys. <laughs> and we're making coffee too. <laughs> yes, definitely that. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So we'll jump in. We're going to tra- change it up a little bit and do your homework assignment first uh, with the, the Prodigal God Chapter 6, Redefining Hope. And we felt like it was kind of similar and pertains to what's going on in the world right now as far as all the wildfires, COVID, and everything else. Yeah, and then then we have uh, Hurricane Sally. And Hurricane Sally. Just about to hit Mobile, and uh, apparently it's a really slow-moving, lots of rain. You know, it, it's it's always interesting what they predict before these things, and, and again, by God's grace, really, uh, oftentimes they, they don't pan out of what they say. It seems like they always want to give you the worst, but... Um, we, we've seen that these things can be absolutely devastating, and apparently Sally is got has a lot of rain with it, and uh, uh, there could be a lot of flooding. And I guess it's a Category Two right mm-hmm. now before yep. it moves in. And you think of our world right now, Brooks. You think about the fact that um, you know the fires that are out west. We've always heard about wildfires out in California or the West Coast, but this year it seems to be you know maybe just magnified because of COVID in the midst of COVID and. <laughs> Our, our world is so different. I mean, we had the first full week of, of NFL, and, mm-hmm. and there's, the stands are empty. And, and uh, um, you think about the fact that, you know, what what is going on? And it really goes back to the fact that uh, we live in a broken world, and we um, everything around us is cursed. And why? And it, it kind of that, uh, as Keller talked about in, in Redefining Hope, is that we were created for paradise. We were pre- created for this this word shalom. The peace of God is is what we long for. The peace of God in our hearts, the peace of God in our families, the peace of God in our culture and our worlds. The bottom line is even the world is dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's on fire. I mean, it's <laughs> the one area it's on fire. The other area there's a, there's a hurricane coming through. Um, there's a pandemic that is going on right now. There's there's talk of how did that start? Was it even manufactured? How evil if it was? And mm-hmm. all of this in in our story as Christians, how does this fit? And this fits into the fact that uh, that ever since the fall of man in Genesis 3, we're going to get to not this Sunday, but the week after that, um, that, that everything is cursed inside of us and around us. And mm-hmm. it leaves us longing. And I think that uh, we all feel like we're, 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 we're all exiles longing for home is the way that Keller will say it in this book. You know, we are all exiles. And there's so much of a story of, of uh, a homeward boundness of, of uh, God's story, whether they're leaving the slavery of Egypt to the promised land, there's a homeward bound. But even in the promised land, they couldn't maintain it. It wasn't it wasn't the true shalom, the true longing of home. I mean, they, it's still, you long for more. And I don't know about you, Brooks, but that's, you know, in life, um, there's always a longing for more, no matter what happens because of the emptiness and the brokenness of our world. And Keller would say, we always feel like we're traveling and never arriving. And I think that's so true as that, um, gosh, there's some great days mm-hmm. and there's some, 
you know, you guys went out to Colorado, played golf with buddies, and, you know, there's just some great times in this world and great friendships and great beauties of sunrises and, you know, great beauty of, of vistas of mountains, um, great beauty of hanging out with good friends. But we really are exiles, uh, all longing for home, uh, kind of always traveling, never arriving. But we know that in Christ Jesus, we ultimately will arrive. Mm-hmm. And even that last day out in Colorado, we were playing a beautiful course. And all week we could see the mountains in the distance uh, when we weren't out there. But that last day, the wildfire smoke just like it covered everything. And you couldn't even see the mountains that were only a few miles away. Um, so it's definitely affecting everyone. And we actually have a remote intern working with us from Oregon and he sent me a message last week saying hey uh, I won't be able to make it to our weekly meeting today our I had, we had to evacuate we have to stay in a hotel and like 65% of the buildings in my city have been burned down I'm like dude just stay safe like why are you even <laughs> messaging me don't yeah. even worry about that Man. so it's the world is a crazy place right now and I'm glad that we weren't necessarily made for this world and um, it, it's not very fun right now for sure for a lot of people you, you know and it's uh you know, you, you, what stuck in my ears is that the world is a kind of a, I'm not sure if you use a dangerous place or crazy place, I think mm-hmm. you use right now. And, you know, I love the fact that Jesus and scripture is going to tell us that in this world, you're always going to have troubles. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's always going to be uh, natural disasters. There's always going to be, why? Because it's been broken. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jesus came and says, listen, I'm making all things new. And he's not finished yet. And until that new heaven and new earth. And again, let's just give a shout out to this book of Redefining Hope. Is, is that, you know, we are, we weren't made for a broken world. Um, but our sin in Adam broke this world and broke us. And uh, we just long for that home where there's no more cancer. There's no more divorce. There's no more stories of, of, of addiction. There's no more... Uh, poverty. Uh, there's no more tears. There's no more sorrow. There's no more longing. There's no more feeling like you're just forever in exile. And that's the great Christian hope uh, through the resurrection of Christ that that there's just more to come. Um, there'll be blessings on this side of glory, but boy, the blessings uh, that we have um, and that longing for the true home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the best quote out of that chapter was, we're living in a world that doesn't satisfy our deepest longings. We're kind of always wanting uh, something more and something more fulfilling. So that kind of is the best summation of that chapter. I really like that too, Brooks, because it, it can't fill us because of its brokenness. We see that, but we also realize even the best that it has to offer, uh, it can't fill us. Um, so you know that's just the reality of we are made for jesus and we want more so all right so we'll transition into some more happy stuff like this past sunday (laughs) of what you meant to say well this last past (laughs) sunday brooks i love this last sunday it it felt again a little bit more normal that we had our kc family luncheon afterwards with our safe Publix box lunches which <laughs> yeah, turned out it, to be it was a site uh, when I was picking those up from Publix with two old, big old carts full of those box lunches I was like, they're looking at me like I was crazy <laughs> <laughs> you say hey I'm really hungry man. You know, I haven't eaten in a while yeah, so, uh, exactly it's uh, for me and my roommates exactly oh that's, that's great so you know uh, love jumping into a new series uh, Our Rock Through the Ages and uh, we had the privilege of jumping in and looking at the story of God from the very very beginning and one of the things that I really meant to say uh, on Sunday is that you could know the stories of the Bible, but miss the story of the Bible. And 
you know, there are so many phenomenal stories in the Bible. There are so many cool, entertaining stories of the Bible. There's so many puzzling, head-scratching stories of the Bible. Um, but the, the story of the Bible, the story of how God loves us in Christ Jesus, how he redeems us and makes us his own, um, about a God who has created all things for his glory, uh, for our good, a, a God who, uh, um, eternal God, it's this eternal word, Jesus in flesh, um, who would create all things and, um, reveal to us who God is. And so really what I, what I hope to say last Sunday, what I meant to say was that, uh, um, you know, we, we can't miss the gospel story mm -hmm. and it's this beautiful story of Jesus. And it's so much bigger than you could see on the surface. But when God gives us the eyes to see, it's just glorious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Scott's singing of the new rendition, your favorite rendition of Rock of Ages, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Were you that. the one that told him to do that? I did. Did you <laughs> Taking, like it? I liked it. I liked it. Taking control of the worship leader. There. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know. But I really do appreciate Scott doing that, which which is phenomenal. But hey, I thought it was a great start, and I was really encouraged. Uh, I just love the opportunity to point people to Jesus from the very, very beginning of the story. Mm -hmm. and, but you're right, things are feeling a little bit normal now. People coming back now that King's Kids are open. We're seeing some new guests, also the family luncheon. And then I know we'll get into this with uh, King's Chapel updates at the end, but you said we now have the space from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, I cannot right? wait. I mean, I'm so grateful for the Orlando Korean Church. I mean, they've been so generous to us and such great hosts to us. And I made a request, and it was a pretty bold request. It's like, <laughs> hey, we've had it from 9 to noon. Can we have it from 9 to 9? And, and the reason was is that we wanted to, A, keep our signs up all day, and B, be able to come back at night. We'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that we hope to do there, but which has been fantastic. So, but you know, Brooks, you sent me a text that that said uh, you had to go back and listen to the sermon because uh, I was carrying you, all those sandwiches out you, of Publix <laughs> <laughs> because you showed up at church and I gave you a responsibility. Brooks, go get the sandwiches uh, at quarter to eleven. So thank you for doing that without complaint. But you know, you. You made my day because you sent back something to me that said, hey, my heart burns listening to this story. And you picked up on what I said about those uh, two travelers on the road to Emmaus when Jesus showed up and unpacked scripture for them and mm -hmm. how their heart burned, realizing that the whole story of God all points to Jesus and all the things uh, point to him and his suffering, his life, death, and resurrection. And man, when they saw scripture, these are the guys who knew the stories of the Bible. And all of a sudden, they learned the Bible story is Jesus and their hearts are on fire. Yeah, that would, I mean, all of your sermons are good, but last week especially was uh, one to remember for sure. So I appreciate it. It was, it was a fun listen, uh, even just listen to it on my computer. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Brooksy. Thanks for that shout so, out. So how are you going to follow it up this week? What do you hope to say? <laughs> well, you know, uh, exactly. <laughs> the pressure is on now. We're going to be in Genesis 2, and Genesis 2 is, uh, there's a couple of amazing stories in Genesis 2. One is the naming of the animals that God brings to Adam, uh, all the animals. And I, I just love this scene. I would love to have been there. I mean, just how did that happen? And, and uh, uh, just to see, you know, God's reaction to uh, hippopotamus, uh, you know, <laughs> or, or whatever was used to describe the animals. But there's a reason why that happened. It was a very, very important reason why Adam 
name the animals. It, it was showing that he was doing what God called him to do, and that is have dominion over all of creation. Like you are named Brooks because mm-hmm. your mom and dad named you that. They had dominion. They mm-hmm. could do that. Um, but it also showed something really important about the fact that Adam was alone and that the story um, needed to have uh, a woman made in God's image and how God made that. But where we're going to go is in, in Genesis 2, there's really the first marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's a cool thing that you see uh, from uh, bone of Adam's bone and, and flesh of his flesh. He finds a one who is suitable. and uh, um, But there is something that whispers or shouts that's bigger than just an earthly marriage or a marriage between husband and wife. And there, what we're going to try to discover, what I hope to say on Sunday is just to see the mystery, where does Jesus' love for us show up in that first ceremony? Mm-hmm. Where is he there? And so there, he's, he's there in some really cool places. And uh, I don't want to preach it all this morning right now. <laughs> so um, this is, this is going to be called the marriage of God, you know, our rock through the ages, part two, the marriage of God. And, uh, um, so it's the kind of the marriage ceremony of God and what it means. And especially in today's day and age, I'm not going to deal with this. My point is not to preach on marriage per se and biblical marriage, but you can't help but talk about it when you look at it from Genesis two. But I really want to talk more about what is our marriage to God look like? So we're covering the full spectrum from naming animals to marriage. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's and, exactly. And I couldn't even imagine, as a person that fishes a lot and has fished my whole life, there's still days where I'll catch fish. I'm like, I don't even know what kind this is. So yeah, isn't that amazing? <laughs> couldn't imagine having to go through and name all those. Uh, yeah. That's where you come up with names, hippopotamus, because you just kind of run out of things <laughs> exactly. to say. He probably started mumbling, you know. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, hippopotamus? Yeah, 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 hippopotamus. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. So... You know, and I love the fact that you talk, talk about fishing. You know, you wonder, uh, there are species probably that we haven't even seen yet. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they're so far down and they live... All the way in the depths of the sea. Yeah, that live <laughs> in that dark area of the sea. With all that pressure down there, they, they I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little spooky just thinking about <laughs> it. I got a little nervous. Getting trembling. I'm just like, oh no, what's down there, you know? So, that's Bung, incredible. So, go into, before we do King's Chapel updates, go into your thought process of this sermon series where you, you kind of said it during your sermon of, it'll be two or three years long, we'll kind of break it up into chunks. Like, what made you uh, decide to do that? When did you kind of decide to do that? <laughs> I think I was just crazy. Now, uh, <laughs> I'd like to blame it on the Holy Spirit, but... You know, Brooks, it's uh, it's something that I've never done before. I've preached through the Bible and lots of the Bible. It's a lot easier, per se, to grab a book and, let's just say, Genesis. And you go and you can kind of break it out into how you want to present to present it and, you know, kind of say, okay, this is the number of sermons I want to do. But this is kind of going back and saying, you know, I just, I really do believe that a lot of people know some of the Bible or they know some stories of the Bible, but they just have missed how beautiful and grand and amazing and magnificent the Bible story is. Mm -hmm. And so the thought was, well, why not tell it? Because throughout scripture, it's the unfolding of the story. And there's a lot of types. There's, there's a lot of shadows. There's a lot of prophecy. All those things are going to be fulfilled in Jesus. And, uh, um, there's a couple of themes that just run throughout that, if you can shine the light of Christ on those themes and say, look, look, look at this theme that runs all the way through scripture. Isn't this absolutely amazing that this comes to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And uh, so um, 
I don't know. I, I, I hear what I'm about to say, and I, I hope this doesn't come out sounding arrogant, but I've had the joy and privilege of studying it, studying it in the ancient languages, although I'm far from an expert in those, um, but reading it every year. And, mm-hmm. and the story is so glorious. It's so marvelous. And um, my heart burns. And so I think, why? Because the truth is, by God's grace, I've had that road to Emmaus experience because mm-hmm. my heart has burned um, over the story because I've realized the seed that was promised in Genesis 12 is Jesus. The seed that was promised in Genesis 3 is Jesus. That that you realize that, you know, the king to come that's better than David is Jesus. And so your, your heart starts on fire. And uh, you, you, you just, I want the people to know and love that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest negative with this, or the biggest fear, probably better said, is that I sometimes worry that, you know, it's hard to get keep somebody's attention for so long. And so how do you start something that's, <laughs> it's the sermon that never ends, you know, <laughs> the sermon series that never ends. So, um, but the reality is, is there's a sense where I've never done anything different because I wanted to preach Jesus every sermon. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of doing it more now, like, in a bigger series. I'm Mm -hmm. just throwing my cards on the table, right? (laughs) Say, Hey, and I think what we're going to do, like, like in the fall, I'm just going to preach through a Genesis themes in Genesis. And we're going to just barely get into Exodus. Where is the burning bush? And then we'll have Advent and we'll look at the prophet Isaiah. And then in January, I'm planning on looking at Proverbs and some themes in Proverbs. And then uh, come back in February where the IMs tie all the way back to Exodus 2. And so I don't expect people to necessarily remember, oh, Jeff ended right before Advent <laughs> at the burning bush. Now he's talking about Jesus' IM. So uh, that's the plan. Um, you know, hey, maybe the Holy Spirit will lead us somewhere else. But um, I, I think that uh, you, you realize if I'm going to do this, it probably will take three to four years. I've outlined a couple of years already, um, and, and we got a long way to go. So we can do what you hope to say in 2022. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I but uh, I like that though because I've probably recently at least spent more time in the New Testament, and you know, it kind of takes you back to Sunday school or where I went to school at Orangewood at Bible classes. You know, you studied the Old Testament stories, and I feel like I hadn't done that as much. So, kind of feels like a an adult version of Sunday school, and I'm kind of looking forward to that. Well, going Brooks, to the Old Testament books. Thank you. We got to work on your marketing, man. The adult <laughs> version of Sunday school. People are. T- I'll, they all fell asleep in Casey Cornerway. You know, they're having this memory like, "Oh, great Sunday school." But, uh, but, you, but seriously, um, the cool thing is, is the New Testament has a context where you have um, Jesus, who is a Jewish, uh, you know, man who uh, clearly is in a story of history. But that story, you, you don't understand all that happens in the new without understanding the old. I mean, they are so linked and you can't get the old without getting the new. And so it's like uh, a lot of people will get confused in the old and say, oh, forget that. Let's just focus on the New Testament, you know? And so, um, but the New Testament sings so beautifully in light of the old (laughs) and the old in light of the new. And because why it's one story and it's like, uh, you know, what, part of your story brooks would you not want to be have told I mean, mm-hmm. you know it's your story so mm-hmm. that's why we have the pastor on the podcast with the common man with me he can help explain the explain the <laughs> dumb things i say and a, and a common <laughs> knucklehead pastor like me so uh, 
No, it's great. I love it. So to wrap up, I know we had said it uh, in the middle of the podcast how we expanded our times on Sunday. Uh, what other updates do we have for King's Chapel? Well, if you are out in, in King's Chapel land, uh, in Casey Corner land, listen, we are going to crank up our, our Casey's uh, groups, our small groups, mm-hmm. which I know you're leading one of the 20-somethings. Thank you so much for doing it. I know you guys got together last night uh, to kind of slowly get back together. some good Blaze pizza. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I also, uh, so we have a, a 20-somethings group uh, cranking up. And listen, for anybody who's in the 30s, um, we are, now that we have the facility at the church, we're really excited to try to get back there on Sunday nights and, and maybe do something where we, if you want to come eat, we're going to throw out some pizza and some food around five and then uh, have some nurseries open and then try to get together with the 30-somethings for uh, those who have kids, you know, bring them and um and then the 40s plus are going to be at the Meyer. So they, they those are starting up. And what we're going to do is Tim Keller's um, Gospel and Life uh, DVD series. And it's great. It's eight weeks. So that's coming up. It's important. Uh, we have a new, what we call Casey uh, Family Connection is our membership class. And that it will start um, the Friday night, October 2nd at our house. We'll have dinner. And I already have like a dozen folks signed up for that. And I'm really excited to have the next group come and, and join our church. And those who just want to come and learn more, um, you know, it's welcome to them as well. And probably one of the biggest excitements is that there's going to be a work day coming up uh, uh, on the 27th. That's two Sundays with the brothers and sisters from the Orlando Korean Church. They've asked us to come help them. Uh, and I'd love to see us maybe put a little time and effort into the playground out there and clean up our grounds and bring some muscle bring some muscle that's exactly <laughs> what they asked for literally that's what they asked for i'm not kidding bring muscle so uh, they knew we didn't have the brain so bring the muscle no it's kidding um so those are some important things that are that are here and uh you know it feels like it's a different fall but we're really trying to get some traction moving forward and and uh let me encourage you to, to invite folks to church i mean just invite them to come because god's doing something and uh, I'm, I'm seeing people show up uh, that I've invited from Costco. Uh, I, I ran into a Costco. <laughs> they're coming or, you know, different places. It's just uh, I love what God is doing. And when you're excited about it, it's hard not to invite people to come and see. Well, I see the light at the end of the tunnel of the Corona summer. So we, uh, we got some so. things kicking off for the fall and it's feeling like uh, normal again, which is good to see. It, which really is. And I got this dream, Brooks. I'm going to leave you with this picture. I want to buy... Uh, you know, they're, they're the church. I thought property. you were going to tell us about like your dream last. No, 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 no. I won't bore you with that. But uh, I was nightmares that bolts lost. But anyway, um, you know, there's a little piece of uh, and the, their the property. Let me get to it. I'm stumbling all Sorry, over. Sorry, I cut you off. No, 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 no. I'm just having a hard time getting my lips moving here. But uh, um, I was looking over their property in the backyard, and I just saw this one little field area. I thought, man. Wouldn't it be great to put up a volleyball net there? And oh, I yeah. just I just had this dream of, hey, if we got to place all day Sunday, wouldn't it be cool if we had kind of some activity, some cornhole, or we had some uh, a volleyball net? I just I just have pictured people coming, and uh, I saw a little uh, a little fire pit. I mean, just all the, my my mind just went crazy. Like, oh, <laughs> I just pictured people hanging out on Friday on Sunday nights. Uh, you know, as families uh, really building a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a beautiful scene. We're it building be. it. We're building it. <laughs> if you build it, they will come. <laughs> so we'll see you guys Sunday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Brooksy. 